Hi everyone, I hope you're enjoying your week. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to make a really great announcement. I am so excited. This has been a long time in the works and finally it is here. I'm publishing my book. I've been writing my book, Master Your Voice, in the past year and a half or so and I'm finally about to publish it. It will be published next week, but you can get early access if you want to be on my early support team, which means you get actually free access to my audiobook version and the ebook version as a PDF. You can download it right now if you go to masteryourvoice.tv slash book. And after you download it, um, you will get also some other instructions. You will be sent an email and you will get some instructions on how to download it and what you have to do in order to have lifetime free access to my Back to the Basics video course, which consists of more than 20 lessons, which is normally 199 US dollars. Um, if you will leave me a five-star review on Amazon whenever it's published next week. When you send um, me proof of your review, you will be granted lifetime access to my course, Back to the Basics. I just want to add also that to the course, I will make some changes this year and the price will be raised. It will be, it will not stay at 199 but if you have lifetime access, you will get all the added material that I will be adding this year um, and it's not going to cost you anything. So this is a perfect opportunity to get the course for free and to get my book for free. The only prerequisite is that you're going to have to buy the book as a Kindle version for 99 cents next week when it is actually being published before I raise the price again. This is just for those early reviewers. You're going to have access to the book for 99 cents um, because, of course, Amazon only allows re reviews from people who are, have actually purchased the book, which otherwise it might be fake. Um, but you will get access right now if you download it at masteryourvoice.tv slash book. So I wanted to share a live stream that I did quite a while back, a few weeks ago. I think it was in December and I was talking about singing in the right key and how important it is because I always get questions from singers who ask me, well, what, which key is good for me? I think A, A is a good key for me. And I'm thinking, well, you might sing one sing song in A, you might sing another one in C, you might sing yet another one at an E major. So whatever the song is, it really depends on the range and the tessitura of a song. The tessitura is where it sits mainly. Uh, some songs may go high and low, but they sit in the middle of the voice. Some songs sit at the high part of your voice all the time, and some sit very low generally. So it really does depend. So let's jump into this, and I hope you enjoy. Why you should sing in the key that is perfect for you, and probably, most likely, it is may not be the original key. We had quite a few discussions, and I will answer all of your questions. Everyone who's here live, I'm going to answer your questions after I get through. So right now, I'm just going to focus on this thing. And it would be really great if your questions would really only pertain to that issue that I'm talking about today, about singing in the right key. So what's really important, I think, is knowing where your voice sits and what really where your gold is in your voice. Every singer is different. 
And I have had some comments on YouTube, which I totally understand. I understand where everyone's coming from. But, you know, people commenting to me saying, well, I have a really low voice and I would really like to sing high and I don't like the sound of my voice. But it's almost like wishing for blue eyes when you have brown eyes. Like my eyes are not blue. So there's no point in me wishing for blue eyes. I guess I could do like lenses or stuff like that. Uh, contacts, they have colored contacts. But, you know, it's or like your body height. It's like if you are tall and you want to be short or you're short, you want to be tall or like all those things that you can't really control. So what's really important is that you really respect where, who am I as a singer? Where is my voice? And where's the brilliance in my voice? Clearly, I mean, I can sing in many keys, but clearly there's areas in my voice that sound better than others. And I want to demonstrate to you how much of a difference it makes and also how the kind of song really matters in choosing the key. So when you listen to an original song, there, there was a key that was chosen for that specific singer that worked really well in their voice, but also that conveyed the energy that needed to be in the song. So if you have a song that requires high belting and chest voice, you need to make sure that that part that requires belting and high chest voice is belting and high chest voice in your voice. If you wanted to do it similarly to the original artist, but the high belting part in your voice may sit totally in a different place. Um, for one singer, it may be on a, maybe a C5. For another singer, it may be, um, you know, it may be a G4. Or for another singer, it would be an E5. So everyone's high belting voice will sit somewhere else, slightly different. At the same time, if you want to sing a verse in a low, relaxed voice, now that low, relaxed voice will sit somewhere different for everyone. So my low, relaxed voice is probably somewhere like any anywhere below the middle C down to an F maybe, the F below middle C. I can't really go much lower, and that's the end in my voice. Um, I can't go any further. So here I can sing, here I can sing, here I can sing. That is my low, relaxed voice. I can't really go much further. So that's the area of my voice where that could sit. For, for me, if I did the high belted, it's like, hello, somewhere around there, like like C5 and a little above, a little below. That's that's good. If I wanted to do mixed voice, you know, I would have to go it has an area where it's the best now at the same time if i sing a classical piece um let's see i got some sheet music here if i did caro mio ben i like to sing it in i don't know what it is like right here my sheet music is in c but i don't usually sing it in c i like to see it in e flat actually or even f maybe so caro mio ben I like that key for my voice. It's, it has the brilliance and that's where my nice timbre is. But if I started like at an A flat, can't really stay in head voice anymore. And then it doesn't sound right for that song. So let me just give you a few more examples. Okay, let's go to Annie's song. Annie's song, John Denver, old classic. It's a really relaxed song and it needs to sound relaxed. It doesn't need to be, you know, you'll fill up my senses. No, that's not what it is. 
it's really, and I'm sorry if the sound is cutting out. I can't do anything about it. This is just the live stream. It always does that. Um, I do have my interface connected. So I'm hoping that, let me see, I can actually see your comments. Yes, I can. So that's a good thing. Um, so yeah, let me know if the sound doesn't even work at all. I'm hoping it does. So relax song. You fill up my senses like a night in the forest. Relaxed. I'm singing in G, right? Like a mountain in springtime, like a walk in the rain, like a storm in the desert, like a sleepy blue ocean. You fill up my senses, come fill me again. So that's that's kind of where I like to sing that song. It sits in my voice and that's the way I want to sing it. And that energy kind of nice and relaxed and sweet. Because um, the words for me require me to be sweet. So what, what if I transposed it by half an octave? You fill up my sense, where, where are my senses, like a night in the forest. Now I'm in trouble because I can't really go then. Like a mountain in springtime, like a walk in the rain. Too low. Now, what if I tried to sing it up an octave? You fill up my senses like a night in the forest, like a mountain in springtime. It would be strained. It's a little too low. I could go more airy and more falsetto-ish. Springtime, like a walk in the rain. Well, that's not really how I want to sing that song. And then it is not going to sound the same way. It's going to sound different. Let me go to a different song. Um, let me choose something that is um, a little bit more belty. Hold on. Let's go to Blank Space, Taylor Swift. So the original is Nice to meet you where you've been. I could show you in Christmas, haven't seen. So you're there, and I thought, oh my God, look at that face. So it's okay. And then the chorus comes on. Then a so it's gonna be forever Guns coming it down in flames You can tell me when it's over If the high was worth the pain Got a long list of ex-lovers They tell you I'm insane Cause you know I love the players And you love the game So it needs to be high chest voice What if I transpose that? Let's see, it's an F And what if I transpose it into C? So it's gonna be forever or it's gonna go down in flames You can tell me when it's over If the high was worth the pain Got a long list of ex-lovers That tell you I'm insane Not, Doesn't really sound like high-belted voice then What if I transposed it, like, sang it up? That would be So it's gonna be forever No, can't do Then I would have to go into a head voice So it's gonna be forever Oh, it's gonna go down in flames You can tell me when it's over If the high was worth the pain You can lose all the ex-lovers oh, No way, it doesn't work I mean, I could sing this high Right, right Got a long list of ex-lovers No, I don't really want to sound that way, right? I don't want to sound that way Let me 
me see if I can find some more examples. I just want to show you how huge the difference is, how profound the difference is just choosing the right key. And for me, having a little variation by a second or a third or even a fourth sometimes doesn't really matter that much. What if a song like a moment like this that has a large range? So, what if I told you it was all meant to be? Would you believe me? Would you agree? So pretty low here. And then the chorus comes. For a moment like this, some people wait a lifetime. For a moment like this, some people search. Playing wrong. Forever for that one special kiss. Oh, I can't believe it's happening to me. So if I sing that in a different key, uh, so what if I thought, oh, the bottom is kind of low. I can sing it higher. Probably I can't even play it right now. It's not such an easy song just to transpose in my mind. Not a pianist. What if I just did it a third up, a minor third up? What if, what if I told you it was all meant, it was all meant to be? Would you believe me? Would you agree? It's almost that feeling that we've met before. Feels really good here, right? What about... For a moment like this... Where are we at? Uh, this, some people wait a lifetime. For a moment like this, some people search forever. For that one special kiss. I could push it, but it would be really strained much better in that key that is here. Um, but like what I'm saying, I have a voice type. I have kind of a lighter, higher voice. But if your voice type is very different from the original artist, and if your gender is different also, then it probably doesn't work. If you sing a song that is originally by a male artist and you're a female singer and vice versa, it, most likely that key may not work for you. Unless, you know, if you're a woman and that key is extremely high that that guy sings in, or if you are a guy and that woman in the original has kind of a really low voice or really high voice, and then you could just like sing it the octave lower, that would work. But sometimes having the key even just shifted a little bit will make such a difference. Today I did, what did I do? Oh, I know what I did. I did, let's see if I can find it, um, Simply Red, Stars. It has, it's a beautiful song. I love that one. The original key is G. And so my student, he tried to sing it in G. This is, um, anyone who ever held you would tell you the way that I'm feeling. Anyone who ever wanted you. And then, I want to fall from the stars. Nice song. However, of course, for him, it was in falsetto on the top. But when we transposed it down just one whole step, it made such a huge difference, even in my voice. For me, that is not a good key. Because um, I... I can't sing it. So for me, it would probably be like... Because I want to fall from the stars. Straight into your arms, I 
feel you. I hope you comprehend. Because it kind of goes, it has this really huge, large range. And so in order to do this, I have to really be careful where to put it in my voice. I'm sorry if I'm not looking into the camera. Um, I see a screen here, screen there, comments there. And, and I'm using my laptop. So let me go ahead and answer a few questions. I hope that I could illustrate a little bit how big of a difference it does make when you when you sing in a key that really works for your voice, that works for that song. So you can sing that song in a voice color that suits the song and your voice, of course. Makes a huge difference. It's more fun to sing. And so please don't ever think that you're not a good singer if you don't if you can't sing a song in the original key, the original singer has a different voice. It's like if you see a model, uh, I don't know, like Heidi Klum or something, and like, oh, she's a model, so I need to have blonde hair, and I need to have this and that. No, you don't. There's lots of different models, right? And there's different singers. So um, that doesn't mean you're not good enough if you can't sing in that exact key. So don't wish for, you know, to be exactly like someone else. It, it's so awesome that you are unique and I want you to embrace your uniqueness. It's so much more fun. I think a lot of people will think, as I do, that if you are not accompanying yourself, rather singing with a backing track, the chances are you cannot find the ideal key. Yeah, that is a problem. I think it's really hard if you limit yourself just by the backing tracks, then please just then Ideally, you would try to only find songs that are originally sung by a singer who has a very similar voice um, to yours as far as range and color so that you can sing it in that original key that you want to find the backing track to that only exists in that one key that's original. Um, you know, like there's certain songs you probably couldn't sing then because if they don't exist in a key that works for you, you, you shouldn't. It's like you're going to struggle and it's not going to be fun it's you're going to actually make your voice worse potentially just because you're you're just pushing yourself there's we talked about this in master class uh janet there is you should push yourself there's you should push yourself a little bit but there's really a question of is it way beyond your range is it like like a lot off or is it just a tiny bit? Is it maybe you could work up a half step or a whole tone? You could work up that way or down. I don't know. But if it's really way off and you're struggling through the majority of the song, then I think it's not a good idea to try, just to, at any cost, try to sing in that key just because it happens to be available. And if nothing else, you can, I know there are tons of resources on the internet where you can actually take a karaoke track and transpose it you can't transpose it like anywhere, but like within maybe a third or so that'll work and it still sounds decent. And then, of course, there's the possibility of maybe having someone accompanying you. I know that doesn't work all the time, but I think it's better to sing a cappella and in the right key than always in a key that's not right for you. Yes, challenging yourself is good, but there's a difference between challenging and straining continuously. And you'll be frustrated if you just continue to try to sing in a key that is really not working for you because you're not going to be able to sound the way you want to sound. Belua Stropena is saying, I'm a baritone trying to sing Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins. Yes, the highest part is too high for me, but sometimes I make it through. Mm -hmm. Probably, ideally, you would transpose that song. Phil Collins is definitely not a baritone. He 
he has pretty high voice. And so probably it would be much better for you and you would sound better in that song and reflect that energy that is in the song in the original so much better if you put it in an area of your voice that kind of reflects what Phil Collins is doing. So when there's a high tone in his voice, that sits in a different area in your voice. High for you may be already a little lower. And low is so much lower for you than it is for Phil Collins. So keep that in mind. Yeah, Betty Chill says, yeah, you can't ever find the exact key you need. Really, I think it is an art form to actually find the good key for you because it does make a difference. That makes a good artist also. How can I sing with my own voice? I am good at emulating singers. Hmm, okay. This is probably a problem too. And that's why probably a lot of singers try to sing in the original key because, of course, you practice along with the original singer and you listen to the recording and then you start singing along and that's how you how you actually learn the song. However, it's really dangerous if you always sing along and have the voice color of the original um, singer stuck in your head. Your voice color is different and your timbre, the, the sound quality of your voice is different and it should be different. <laughs> It'd be weird. You'd be twins then otherwise. Really recording yourself and listening to yourself is very important because you need to kind of learn what your voice sounds like. With And if you do that often, you get so much better at not trying to exactly imitate what another singer does because before you start singing, you already hear in your mind what your voice is going to sound like or what that song is going to sound like in your own voice. It's really a problem when you try to emulate another singer. You can emulate their technique and learn from it, but you shouldn't constantly try to sound like them throughout a whole song or so. That might cause you strain because if that's really far away from your natural voice color, you're pushing something that isn't natural in your voice. So I would caution you. There's those who can really imitate other voices really well, but still, if you sing for hours and hours and like if you do a lot of it, it, it might really be straining just saying and plus i i think it's awesome if your voice is just unique and not trying to copy someone debbie says love this topic i often change keys nice to hear it's really okay yes absolutely okay it's not only a k i demand it <laughs> i demand that you change the key if the original key is not perfect for you it's so much better to sing in the right key and then do it so well, so much better. Now, again, if you're singing, if you're trying to make yourself sing in the original key and you want to use the vibrato like the original singer is, which that does not mean you're copying a singer. This is really more a stylistic thing, vibrato, dynamics, and different voice colors. If you do it in your own way, then it's okay. you know. And even where the vibrato starts, that is not copying a singer. That is just doing the song the way it needs to be done. But vibrato tends to be harder for most singers when it gets higher in your voice because your vocal cords are more tense, they stretch, and so it is harder to have kind of a loose vibration going on. I would just practice where it is easy for you and then try to go up and try. The, the test is always, can you sing any pitch with and without vibrato. 
there's as much problems not singing vibrato as there is singing vibrato. I know that a lot of singers have a problem cutting it off and some singers can't turn it on. So you need to be able to turn it on and off both ways. Okay, Kamaria says, wouldn't it then make sense to say, depending on where your voice range is, or rather your safe zone, in parentheses, alto, soprano, etc., that you sing a song basically in that range? Yes. Yes. However, in pop music, we don't really always, you know, we, we don't call it mezzo or soprano. There's really a distinction between a soprano with a high belt or a soprano with a high head voice. But there's a difference, especially in the female singing world. Soprano could mean a lot of things. Soprano doesn't just always mean singing high, but how, right? How are you singing high? Are you singing high in high belted chest voice? Or are you singing in high head voice soprano? So big difference. It's both soprano, I guess, but there's a difference in what genre you're singing. So that doesn't really, in pop music, you can't really, mm, there needs to be a more distinction. High belting or high head voice? What is it? Or are you allowed to go into head voice early? There's a lot of Disney singers who actually sing quite a bit in head voice when they're not extremely high yet. They're, they're going to head voice easily. Um, so yeah, it doesn't, can't think of the original singer now. Now the movie Frozen, I'm not sure about the English version because I don't, my daughter always watches the German version and they have different singers. They have the German singers, but Anna sings in head voice quite a bit. And Elsa is the one belting high. So yeah, there's a difference. Would it work out if you transposed only certain parts of a song? No, <laughs> you have to transpose a whole song. Otherwise, it's all wrong. You can't sing one part in one key and another part in another key unless that song in itself does have a modulation, which means it changes keys, but then it's part of the song. And then, you know, let's say the first part of a song starts in G and then it modulates to A. If you transpose it up by, let's say, three half steps you would start in B flat and then modulate to C. So the it, it still has, you're not really changing the relationships of those, that modulation is not, not going to fit. I'm struggling to build a repertoire because of almost each and every song I want to sing, there's always a part that goes beyond my range. Mm, okay, but the part, th the question is, are you singing each song in an ideal key for you? That's the question. You may want to try out maybe different keys on some songs and that maybe works. So probably your range isn't that much smaller than someone else's range, but maybe you're just always sitting, it's sitting too high for most songs. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe if you just transpose those songs that go too high for you, try to transpose them down. Just really ask yourself, how low can you go? And then, you know, tr try to shift it down just a little bit. Singing high is by no means better than singing lower at all. It has singing high has nothing to do with singing well. I hate that a lot of people always think, oh, only when you can sing high is it good. And if I can't sing high, I'm a failure. 
high means something different for each and every singer. So don't don't feel bad if you can't sing as high as someone else. Ode Freiburger says, singing Carmen transposed for a soprano or Queen of the Night transposed for an alto. Yeah, okay. When you come, when when you go to classical music, it is a little bit different. I have on my agenda a video in the next few months that I want to make about classical voice Fach. That's what it's called. That is the word Fach. Different again. Now, in classical music, it's not really just about singing high or low. In classical, in opera theater, it's really also about the kind, the type of repertoire and the color and the heaviness and the agility of a voice. So any like a coloratura soprano will sing very fast moving parts that has melismas and coloraturas in it, which requires you to have an agile and light voice. And usually those are not the ones that are the heavy ones. Now, if you're a full lyric soprano, it really has nothing to do only with singing high or not so high. It really has to do to do with the the kind of singing. Do you need heavy, long lines with big voice because there's a big orchestra? So classical music is a little bit different. Um, and so, no, in classical music, you would not transpose an aria. This is very rarely done. Um, let's see. Janet says... This is very interesting to me also about the classical. Yeah, some classical songs are quite often sung in several keys. Uh, yeah, well, song is different than an aria. Now, an actual opera aria, it's hardly ever sung in a different key than the original. Because there's a whole opera, a whole work, an opus, right? And But, but art songs, art songs are definitely usually exist in a high key, middle key, low key. So for different voice types, because basses can sing it, um, altos can sing it, sopranos can sing it, so all, all voice types can sing it. How many languages do I speak? Not a lot. I can sing a lot of languages. I mean, I, of course, I'm German, so I speak native German. I speak English. I speak a little bit of Italian. I know some French and I sing in French. I sing in Spanish. I, you know, I've sung a lot of Italian operas. Kim says, I always transpose my songs to the key that is comfortable to me. Awesome. And feels so good and fulfilling. The apps I'm using says semitones. What is semitone? Yeah, semitone is just a half step. So this is C, a half step down. A semitone down would be this. Or a half step up would be... Uh, sorry. <laughs> so it's a half step, not a whole tone. It's a half tone. So if you were on the piano, and I can show you the piano right now, um, it would be the next key up. So if you're on a C, it would be a C sharp, would be up a half step. And if you go down, it's the next key right neighboring to C, it would be the B. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, if you want to support me in my book launch and you want to get early access to my book as well as free access to my Back to the Basics video course, which is normally a value of $199, you can go to masteryourvoice.tv book, get your free copy of the audiobook as well as the PDF ebook version. And uh, all you will have to do to get access to the Back to the Basics course is 
that you will have to leave me a five-star review on Amazon after purchasing the audiobook version for 99 cents. Or, of course, you can also just order the soft cover. And if you want to have that in your sh on your shelf, then um, you can get that. It's really a motivational book and is meant to inspire you, to help you develop strategies, to press through to where your voice is not a problem, but it becomes a part of you and helping you find your true identity as a singer and to connect deeper on a deeper level. So thank you so much for listening today. I'm looking forward to you leaving me some reviews and I know you will enjoy the book. It's really a labor of love and I made the book for you. I did not write it to make money. That's not the reason why. It really is just, of course, I wanted just to write a book. Everybody wants to write a book. I'm happy that I finally did. Um, it was kind of on my bucket list to one at least once write a book. And then, of course, I wanted to provide lots of value. And I wrote the book with you in mind because I've been getting a lot of questions from all of my followers over the years. And this is just like, it comes from a heart. And I just wanted to share a few things to motivate you and to inspire you. And just for you to, whenever you're maybe at a slump or you want to be, you need to be picked up or you need to just take one more step. You just pick it up. And so far, the... The feedback I've been getting from those who have helped me uh, review it early is that they just couldn't put it, put it down. It was just a little bit addictive. So I don't know. I guess it's, it's, it's all good. And yeah, thank you so much if you help me. MasterYourVoice.tv slash book. I will see you around next time. Bye.